You're listening to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. My name is Sammy Reyes, and as a college student and entrepreneur, I'm always looking for a little more passion in my life. On this podcast, my guests and I will teach you the tools to help you fashion your passion. Let's get to it. Welcome back to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. This week, I am super excited to hop on because I have a special guest with me. I am chatting with Gia from Ambivalent Bitches podcast, and if you guys already heard our episode, um, then you know that she is a badass, and we share very similar stories as sort of how we got to our points today. Um, but Gia, welcome to the show. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be connecting with you again. And this is my first ever podcast like guesting, you know, experience. So I hope that I do well. I hope I perform well. <laughs> you will. You will. Congrats. This is super exciting. I'm glad I could uh, be your first, if you will. But can you tell my listeners a little bit more about sort of who you are and, you know, on top of the podcast, what you do? Oh my gosh. What a loaded question. I was preparing myself for this because I was like, who is Gia? Like, how do I boil myself down into a couple sentences that are easily digestible (laughs) for new people? And um, it's hard. You know, I'm 24. I just turned 24 in July. I consider myself to be, sounds kind of conceited, but I feel like I'm very much so like a thought leading visionary. And I've kind of always been like that my entire life. I've always been very, you know, imaginative and just always coming up with new ideas in my mind and kind of struggling to connect with others because I feel like my mind has always been going a mile a minute and always looking to the future and always wanting to create and do really big, meaningful things. And it's like, you're literally five. Why are you thinking like that? So it's been a, it's been a long time coming. And I kind of created the podcast at a point in my life where I felt very disconnected more so than ever before. I was going to grad school at NYU. I was going to be a mental health counselor. I thought I was in like best position ever. Everyone was so proud of me. And I thought I was doing the right thing by going to grad school. Like whenever I told somebody, oh, I got into NYU, they're like, holy shit, that's such a great accomplishment. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm on the right track because everybody else is telling me this is amazing. You should be so proud of yourself. And then about six or seven months into the program, just I was literally crying every day in the worst mental space I probably have been um, my entire life. And I just knew something was not right. And I didn't know what, and I can't really describe a point in time where something just clicked for me. And I just decided I have to take a step back and I have to start actually taking care of myself and getting in tune with my own wants and needs. So my whole life and my whole identity right now is based around just healing myself and discovering myself, hoping that through that journey, my own personal journey, that I can help and inspire other people to take the leap of faith on themselves and bet on themselves and see where, where that takes them. So yeah. I guess I'm a creative visionary. It sounds so narcissistic, but this is like the first time in my life where I've actually decided to value myself, like actually recognize that I have value outside of just accomplishments and that just my existence has worthiness, period. And it's been beautiful. I've been connecting with such cool people just by being myself. And I'm like, why did I spend so much time just living up to everyone else's expectations and never even considering what my own were? And that's huge because, you know, so many people who probably you and I both know go through their lives and it's simply just... 
they're doing everything for everyone else. You know, I know we touched on this in the episode we recorded, but it's just the process to become a person who lives for yourself is one of the most deep processes you'll ever go through. I think that's a huge reason as to why a lot of people don't go through that process. What has the process been like for you in that aspect? Um, you know, obviously brief, you know, summary, like, you know, you know whatever you want to share. And how is that opened your eyes to see how you were sort of living your life beforehand and how much of it was for others. Yeah. Wow. Um, so my journey so far, and I really feel like this started, things started unwinding for me at the beginning of the pandemic, right? As I had graduated undergrad, I had these little glimpses into myself that, you know, maybe I'm not living for me. Maybe I'm so unhappy because of that, but I didn't really want to address it. I wasn't ready for that conversation with myself just, just yet. And it took my life literally just crumbling for numerous different reasons for me to realize like, okay, we need to start taking a little bit of accountability for why we're suffering so bad. Um, I'm a huge like proponent for like doing that, doing that really hard examination of yourself and saying, okay, at the end of the day, I am responsible for the way that I feel. And if I want to make a change, I have to do it myself. So I started, I had a job, I got a nine to five. That was like my first step to like trying to discover who I was just completely independent of everyone else. So I was working like in an office and let me tell you, that was not a pleasant experience. Um, I learned so much and I, it wasn't like a toxic work environment necessarily. Um, but it also just was not where I was meant to be. But I think me just taking that first step to challenging myself, especially in a new environment that I'd never been in before. It was my first job uh, post-grad. It really taught me like what I value in terms of like uh, my work life and what I didn't. And I learned like, okay, I am not going to be bossed around. Not happening. <laughs> and then that's when I decided to go to grad school because I thought that was like next best step for me. Um, as we know, that did not work out the way I had planned. But in the process of that is when I really learned, okay, Gia, you still have been living for everybody else and trying to live up to everyone's expectations. And even though you've been trying, your life is still crumbling and you're still so sad all the time because you really haven't looked inward as deeply as you could. And it's been a difficult, like, it's been a hard pill to swallow that I've been like just realizing that I have been kind of so ignorant to that fact that I've, I'm the one who keeps myself in these like places of like discontentment and suffering and just feeling stuck. So when I dropped out of grad school, I had nothing else on my plate. So I was like, okay, we, we will now be taking care of ourselves and figuring our shit out. I don't care what it looks like to the outside world for once in my life. I'm doing this for me. And that's exactly how the ambivalent bitches podcast was born. I just kind of decided to buy this microphone and start talking into it like like most people are doing now in the 21st century, just talking to like into their cameras or talking into, into microphones and uploading it to the web as a form of like, I don't know, therapy, just hoping that maybe it's like a cathartic method of getting to know yourself more or moving through your problems. And um, it's been challenging. I've shared some very vulnerable thoughts of mine with the internet, um, but they're actually my thoughts for the first time. And I don't know exactly, like I said, 
when the shift happened where I just really stopped giving a fuck about other people's opinions of me and their expectations that they might have for me. Maybe it's just because I turned 24 and it just happens with age. I have no idea, but I, it's so crazy. My husband will say it to me and my mom has been saying it to me and just people in my direct vicinity, they've been saying, Gia, you're like so different. Like your, your energy is so much like lighter and happier. And I'm like, I think that's what happens when you start actually loving yourself. I think like, I think that's exactly why you're picking up on that is because I don't hate myself anymore. And I'd be lying if I said there aren't days where some times I look in the mirror and I'm like, this bitch again, I have to deal with her for another 24 hours because it's just like this ebb and flow of discovering and exploring and loving and embracing yourself. It just like comes in waves. Like some days I think I'm the coolest fucking person on the planet. And the next I'm like, uh, we are a failure at everything and we need to um, start again. We need to start anew. But I, again, every day I still have been waking up and really coming face to face and doing that hard inner work, even when it's the last thing I want to do. And I think in the most humblest way possible, I think like my, my work is like showing that and the connections I'm making is showing that. And I've never felt like more certain about the path I'm on. And I don't have to fight every day to stay on this path. And I feel like that's the biggest indicator that you're, you're where you're meant to be. Because in every other context that I was in, when I was an undergrad, I was constantly fighting to feel like I fit in there. And then when I got my nine to five, I was doing the same thing. And then grad school, same. And now I'm like so easily flowing with the work that I'm doing and the connections I'm making. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing to like feel like love for yourself and value yourself. You are speaking right to my soul right now. Like I felt that on a different level. Yeah. I mean, my undergrad experience hasn't been the most pleasant for me. The only reason really is that why I'm still in it is because this is like my final year. And so like, there's no, for me, there's no reason to, to like drop out now and, you know, sort of like I could have finished it if I wanted to. Um, and so, you know, my, my big push now is like, okay, like when I finish it, like I'll have that freedom, um, you know, to do more of my passions and more of the things that I actually feel energized to do when I wake up each morning. You know, I'm curious to know from your perspective, sort of like when you constantly are following everyone else's sort of dreams for your life and, and their opinions and all of that, you sort of build up per a persona for yourself of like I am this person you know when people ask you to like oh like what are your dreams and like you have this like script ready to go of like I want to be da 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 I'm gonna da 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 whatever and then as you're sort of going through the process of like what does Gia really want right how do you sort of or how have you broken up like oh this is what everyone else wanted for Gia but this is what Gia wants for Gia yeah it's been an absolute like demolition of past Gia. I had to completely tear her down and apart and just put her away because she wasn't, she wasn't me. She was just a, a culmination of everybody else's perception of who they wanted me to be or thought I should be. Um, 
in all of the dreams that I thought I had, um, it was just kind of this unraveling of like, wait, this is just what is a societal standard for what people are supposed to do that are our age. You know, you leave high school and people kind of expect you to go get a four-year degree and then you go and you sit in a cubicle for the next 40 years for five days out of the week, 40 hours a week. And I was, I did all those things and I was so deeply unhappy and unfulfilled. And I was like, I don't understand. Like I did all the things. I was literally the valedictorian of my college of liberal arts. I did all of these like quote unquote incredible, like successful and made all these amazing accomplishments. And I was still so deeply unhappy. And I was like, why? It's because it wasn't me. I was doing all these things to make everyone else happy and to keep the peace for everyone else. And I had to just completely destroy that like persona that you're talking about and start fresh. And although, like I say, start fresh, I carry that past Gia with me all the time. And I do occasionally sense myself slipping into those people pleasing tendencies very often, like almost daily. But now it's just become like, I have to have this awareness all of the time. Like, okay, wait, we are not going back there because we know what happens when we do that. We end up like hating our life, hating ourselves. And we need to, um, you know, get ourselves in check. Um, but it's been so difficult because I lived with that version of myself for gosh, like literally 23 years, basically. And it's hard to realize that the person you thought you were wasn't wasn't you yeah I mean that's sort of like my biggest trouble if you will right now is like that division piece of like who Sammy really is and you know who Sammy wants Sammy to be and who everyone else wanted Sammy to be and it's just like everything is a question now everything is like oh did I really want that like do I still want that and it's just like it's just so crazy how much work has to be done but then when you think of it you're like oh like it's been 21 years of doing all of this for everyone else like clearly there's a lot of work to be done what was it like when you know I guess it was just sort of a mental decision to sort of do things for yourself but externally your support system what was it like for them and sort of what was if any backlash that happened or on the other side the the extra support that you were given as you started this process well i i'll start off with the good side of it because i do have an incredible close-knit family composed of my husband my mom and my dad my brother as well and they are always like my biggest cheerleaders and i think for the past few years they've seen me kind of morph into like a lifeless version of myself because of me succumbing to everybody else's expectations and, uh, and ideas of who I should be. And I think when I started to deconstruct that version and I started to really work on myself and rediscover, or not even rediscover, just actually discover who I am truly just with no other outside influences. Um, they were so supportive of me because I think that's what they just wanted for me all along because they weren't the ones that were pressuring me to be, you know, this, this other person that I, I felt like I needed to be. It was more so just like, you know, influences that you pick up from school and teachers and other kids and society in general of what like 
successful 20 year olds are supposed to be doing. Like I picked up on all of those. It was never my family that was putting the pressure on me. Um, so they were like my biggest support and they still are. And I'm grateful to have people that like, just love me for me. Even if like there was a point in time where they didn't really know me, they've had to kind of like meet me for the first time again. And they've been so willing to do that. And I'm so grateful to have like people in my life that are, are open to, that kind of experience because it's tough. I know that like watching somebody go through mental, you know, struggles, um, is not easy and it can be very easy for like your support system to feel like it's their fault, but really it was, it was a me thing. It's, you know, it's not you, it's me. Um, it's so cliche, but it really was. And they just stood by me and they continue to stand by me. And I'm just, I'm very, very grateful for them every day. I literally thank my lucky stars all the time that I have, you know, them. Um, but it was where I experienced pushback and maybe it's all in my head. You know, we always are making up scenarios in our head. At least I am. But I feel like a lot of people you know, that have met me throughout the years, like acquaintances and whatnot. Um, now that I've really like found myself and I'm continuing to find myself and now I'm being more public about that. You know, I've started the podcast and I'm very forward facing on social media and I'm very unapologetic and unfiltered because that's what feels natural and honest to me. And that's exactly who I want to be in real life and online. And I think the people who I've known over the years who see that, um, they're like, what the fuck is wrong with her? And I have heard, you know, through the grapevine here and there, like whisperings of like people being like, not the nicest about who I am now and what I'm doing or, you know, this, that, and the third, but at the end of the day, those people actually don't know me at all. They know a past version of me, perhaps. And I mean, if they're going to judge from the outside looking in, then I guess the only version of me they get to know is that past version. I, I'm so willing to let people in to, you know, get to know the new me, the real me. But some people, I think some people, when they see an individual really embracing their full identity, it scares them. And that's why it becomes easy to judge that other person who's being their full self because they haven't gone to that level, that deep, vulnerable level with themselves. And it's kind of just like a projection of their own insecurity. So I always try to take that into account. I don't want to be like, people are obsessed with me and talking shit about me because they're like my biggest fans. I, I think it's just like a, it can be a bit of like a trigger to see somebody really walking in their authenticity. And I hope that like, if there are individuals who maybe do come across my page or anybody's page, who's really walking in their truth and they get uncomfortable by that, that they really like lean into that uncomfortability uncom and kind of question like, why am I feeling intimidated or like unsettled by that person's, I don't know, transparency, honesty. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting position to be in, like just unraveling an old version of yourself and building a new and then making it so public. I, I mean, I've put myself intentionally in this situation because I think there's a lot for me to learn and also to teach other people as well. Like I'm hoping other post-grad chaotic 20 year old, something year olds find me and like see themselves in me. Um, but it's definitely, it's not easy, but I think ultimately it's, it's worth, it's worth it all. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's just like social media has become this thing where it's, 
it's like a game and you know you sort of just have to like you see someone and you're like okay I have to sort of level up to where they are or you see someone and you're like oh like I wonder how they're below me in levels or whatever it is right and that's not what it was meant to be you know like if you think about it and this is like something I've been thinking about lately like Instagram started as a photo sharing app between friends right and now it's sort of evolved into something everyone uses for for business and for marketing and all of this stuff but that wasn't the main premise of it and like every day I'm like okay like today is a day where especially on my own Instagram I'm just like this is a photo sharing app and like I don't really care you know what anyone else thinks like my bio doesn't matter like none of that matters because it's a way for me to express myself and then you know additionally I could add in a few like marketing pieces or whatever because that's just how it sort of evolved but you know in the origin of it like if I want to you know just like throw on a few pictures like it doesn't matter the time you know what day it is or whatever when I want to post it and to have that sort of the I guess jumping off point for a lot of people of this x y and z in my life need to change is wild to me the fact that you know I mean it's changing it's definitely changing people like there's so many people like you who are out there who are you know just showing up as is and that's what we need right now we need that because if more people see that then they will do that in their own lives and then it will just sort of be a nicer place to be you know there are so many people on tiktok right now who are like just who haven't posted for months you know or who made their accounts private because and they're huge influencers but because so many people were commenting nasty things or you know trying and like attacking them on all these like reddit forums and whatnot and they just couldn't take it anymore and like that is so scary to me that we've gotten to that point and you know the positivity can't take that out but just a little little rant there <laughs> i get all riled up about that but i mean it's true it's like that's sort of how we define ourselves and that's sort of how we become who we are and it's not how it's supposed to go like we're supposed to just go out you know and and quote unquote frolic in the fields and live a life that like we actually want to live without a care in the world and yet by age 16 we're bogged down and and we were basically turned industrial if you will where it's like okay time to you know prep for college and then college ends and it's like okay time to prep for grad school and then grad school ends and it's now time to prep for a job and it's like where is the life where is the point of you know just being a human and being a person and honestly being a kid like you don't lose that no matter how old you are And I think that's the piece that is missing for so many people is so early on, they lose that for so many different circumstances. It just continues as, as they go on in life. And then they end up in situations where you and I are right now, where it's like, okay, we need to find ourselves right now. They don't know how to do that. And it just, it's so wild to me. Uh, What is like one piece of advice that you would give the Gia who is going into her undergrad years of college? Oh, undergrad Gia. Like graduated high school when I was 17. And then I had just, so I was freshly 18, my very first semester of freshman year. And that Gia was so insecure. And she just wanted 
everyone to like her. She wanted to be as quiet as possible and to not ruffle feathers. And I would tell her to say what is on her mind. Just say it, you know? You are having thoughts for a reason. And I know people will argue with me and they'll say, you know, not everything that pops in your head needs to be said out loud. But for somebody who spent literally her entire life keeping those thoughts inside, silencing her own intuition and her her own like gut instincts because she wanted to keep the peace for everyone else around her. She didn't want to make anybody mad. She didn't want to, she just didn't want to be, make a spectacle of herself. I say, be a fucking spectacle. Be something that people look at and you get them to think. And I think eventually, like midway through my undergraduate career, I started to do that. But now that I'm 24, it's been, oh my gosh, I don't even want to do the math because I feel old. But I feel like I am now clearly a public spectacle. And it's so fun. It's so fun to just speak your truth. And I know everybody says it and I know it's become kind of a cliche, but when do you just speak from your heart and from your soul and you speak with intention and purpose it's incredible how like your act your, your entire life it just changes the connections that you get to make then with people when you do that are real and genuine and it also weeds out the people that aren't down to embrace that version of you and i would just tell gia to just be her fucking self. Stop putting on that mask every day, girl, because it's exhausting and you're going to burn yourself out. And I know that because that's what I did. <laughs> I love that so much. That was uh, so powerful. Um, I want to roll into the final question of the podcast because we can go on about this for hours, um, but I want to be conscious of our listeners' time. But this is a question that I've asked every single guest who has ever been on. Based off of the title of this podcast, what is one tip that you would give to those who are dreaming based off of how you have fashioned your passion? Oh, this is a wonderful question. Um, and I am, I consider myself like a multi-passionate gal. Um, I've always been that way. There's so many things I love and I don't know how to, uh, I don't know how to narrow that down. I don't know how to niche myself down. And I think that's the best advice I can give is to not narrow your passions necessarily. I think it's a beautiful thing to love things and to get the opportunity every day. Like you wake up every day and you have a chance to explore them. So do that. Even if it's a million and one things, take it one at a time. Trial and error is the best way to discover what is meaningful to you. And who cares what other people think? I That's something I struggled with a lot is people would say to me, like, you need to narrow down your focus especially when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do after undergrad. I had a lot of people coming at me from all different angles saying, okay, are you applying to grad school? Are you getting a nine to five? What is your plan? And I was like, I don't know. I am literally 21 and I have a lot of things that I love and I want to explore further and I have so much life left to live. So why on earth would I literally chain myself into one path? Like that literally sounds like, like prison. I have this beautiful opportunity to explore life and to explore all of the things that are exciting to me. And even if it doesn't last, which many of my passions have not lasted, right? Like we, I, at one point, like really wanted to do like vlogging, right? And I tried that out, didn't work. I was very cringy on camera, but I tried it. It was fun. And I realized it's not for me. So try all of the things and don't let people like dim that sparkle about you. Like if you are multi-passionate, embrace that about yourself because through exploring all of those things, you will find 
find what is the most meaningful to you and your, what you feel is your life's purpose. That is so beautiful. I love that so much. Where can people find you on the web, on socials? Lay it all out for the listeners. Oh my gosh, you can find me on Instagram at ambivalent bitches. Um, it's A M B I V A L E N T. B-I-T-C-H-E-S. I had to close my eyes to do that, you all. It's a mouthful, okay? But if you want to learn more about why I named my podcast that, I talk about it in my very first episode. <laughs> um, also, you can follow me on TikTok. That's where I have a lot of fun. It's also the same at as my Instagram and also ambivalent bitches on you know Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere where you listen to podcasts, you can find my voice if you'd like to. <laughs> Yes, and everything will link, be linked down below so you do not have a chance to misspell it. Um, Gia, thank you so much again for coming on the show today. It has truly, truly been such a pleasure. And for those of you listening, I will talk to you guys next week. <laughs>